You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 169. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today, I am sharing with you from Amsterdam. I have been here for about 24 hours so far. I am loving it. I have seen a bunch of canals and bicycles so far and a really cool coffee shop. I've also been so impressed and so happy with how easy it is to speak English here. So for anyone that is English speaking and doesn't feel super confident about going to European countries or cities that may not speak English as their native language, I can say so far Amsterdam seems to be one of those places. It is a-okay to speak English. As far as what else I will explore, time will tell, but for now, I would like to talk about what I've been going through in the past week, which may relate to something in your life as well. It may not look exactly like my situation and what I've been going through, but the themes that have been swirling around my head are truly universal. I have been thinking a lot about internal and external approval, love, and guidance. Again, that's internal, the stuff within us, our own approval, love, and guidance versus the external approval and love and guidance of other people. And why is this interesting or important? Why is this something I've been thinking about? Well, here's the thing. When it comes to following our intuition or not following it, or plan three, plan C, even just being happy while we're following our intuition, I'm beginning to realize that there's something here between the internal and external love and approval that we seek that then dictates where we're going to be getting our guidance. So this is something that we have not really touched on really in life with intention or here on the show. This is something that is kind of still developing as I go and and go deeper and deeper into recognizing. When I mention intuition and writing to our intuitions, for example, here on the show, why are people so hesitant? Not everyone, but many people are so hesitant to give it a try. And it's a lot of times because they're afraid of what they're going to find out. And then when I go into that deeper, like why are we afraid to find out what our intuitions will tell us? I'm thinking that it's coming from this source of guidance, whether we're seeking guidance internally from the intuition in ourselves versus external sources like peers, partners, and parents, or even just external sources by the ego thinking and being driven by looking for that love and approval from others in our lives, those external love and approval sources. So here's my plan for this episode. There's going to be three parts to it. First, I'm going to go into something that I shared and wrote in my journal over the past week on the subject that kind of flowed out of me. And then in part two, I'm going to explain how this whole idea of internal versus external love and approval combines with the intuition in my own life and how I've been grappling with it. And then of course, part three will be how you can apply this to your life situation as well. My hope is that by going through this today, we're gonna be able to look at where are we getting our love and approval and how does that in bigger little ways impact where we're getting our guidance from? Are we looking outside of ourselves or into our ego's motivation which are still looking outward, or are we looking inward into the intuition? And even if we are following intuition, like you'll find out in part two, in my own situation, how to be happy when you're doing it, because the ego still can fight even when you're following your intuition because of this internal versus external seeking of love and approval. So here's part one. 
Here's what I wrote in my journal last week. I'm gonna to try to say it slowly because it's kind of deep and feel free to rewind this a few times if you want to re-listen to it to let it all soak in. But this is just something that came up to me. It's kind of this processing of going through and understanding deeper and deeper what might be going on for people. Specifically, I was kind of writing to the intuition about why so many people I have spoken with and gotten emails from through the show and through class as well is why are people so afraid to seek this internal guidance. And even if you are someone who's super good at doing the intuition stuff, stay tuned for part two because I am, you know, really used to following the intuition as well. But this part two will really address it for those that may have ego resistance to following intuition once they've actually asked. But let's start with part one here. So here's the journal entry. It says, the reason we are seeking external validation is that we are seeking approval and love from external sources. If we were truly filled with our approval and love from within ourselves, we would have the confidence and connection and faith and appreciation and courage to listen to the voice within ourselves. If we get our love from within, we can get our guidance from within. If we seek our love from outside of ourselves, we seek our guidance from outside of ourselves because the guidance we are seeking is to achieve or receive the approval that we seek. We follow the advice of the one we hold most dear, and we've been taught to hold others more dear than ourselves. We've been taught that to love ourselves is selfish. So why should we listen to our intuition? That would be selfish. But is it not more selfish of someone else to ask us to do something that they want to do at the expense of our own inner guidance? Is it not selfish for a friend to encourage us to take a shot at the bar when our own inner guidance knows that we've had enough? Is it not selfish of our parents to tell us to complete a course in school even if we know it is not a fit? Is it not selfish of our partners to tell us what we need to do so that they can be happy? And likewise, is it not selfish of us to ask a friend to take a shot when he or she knows he's had too much to drink already? Is it not selfish of us to tell our children which course they should take and complete even if they feel miserable? Is it not selfish of us to demand that our partners change so that we can be happy? If we can find a way to tap into our own appreciation and approval of ourselves, we can stop asking of others and demanding of others the joy that we can provide from within ourselves. And as we all listen to the voice within ourselves, we can live in harmony without demanding that others change so that we can feel whole. In our wholeness, we can share together. The argument to this would often be that people need to take others into their lives into consideration, especially those with families. They have people counting on them, and so they submit their own desires to the desires of others, which in turn makes the other people do the same. Everyone is doing everything for everyone else. The mother does things for the child, and then the child feels obligated to do things for the mother, and on and on. No one ever has the option of doing things at the guidance of their own intuition. And so everyone is looking outside of themselves for completeness and guidance instead of from their own true source. This is the way of things in many cases thus far, and it need not be this way. I'm not saying that people should quit their jobs or stop making money, or that a mother should not care for her son in the middle of the night because she would prefer to sleep instead. I'm saying that we can listen to our intuition's guidance and take actions accordingly. Assuming that the desires of the intuition would lead us into quote-unquote terrible territory is the ego's way to avoid the subject altogether and stay stuck in the status quo, which can feel stifling, yet safe. 
By approving and accepting ourselves, we can begin to approve and accept the guidance from within. Okay, guys, so hopefully that makes sense as you listen to it, but there's a few different things here I wanna go over. Let me retrace back up to the top of this. So when it comes to this, what we're thinking about is that basically we would have confidence and connection and faith and appreciation and courage when we listen to the voice within ourselves, when we get that love from within ourselves. But because we've been taught to seek this guidance and achieve this approval from external sources, we've been taught to look for those people outside of ourselves to give that to us, and then we hold them most dear, more dear than ourselves. And whenever I say that, then people would say, well, the opposite of that would be selfish, that when we listen to our intuition, that's doing something against other people in our lives. But is that really the case? Would our intuition really tell us to do something, quote unquote, so selfish that it would go against the people in our lives and their ultimate well-being? Well, in one case, maybe. So if we're saying if someone else is relying on our actions to make them happy, then yes, that is true. That is them pushing, they're selfishly asking us to do what they need for us to do in order for them to be happy. And we're saying it's selfish for us to do what makes us happy. Like how is what they're asking of us to do not actually more selfish? And who is to say, let's say we have children, because I know that that example comes up a lot. Will we not take care of our children? Will we quit our jobs and not be able to pay for the children's lives? Well, I don't think our intuition is necessarily going to tell us to jump off a cliff if it cares about our children. So this isn't to say that we would actually do things besides the stuff that would make people unhappy. But that's, again, this is like, you know, making our parents unhappy because they want us to go to law school. Well, why do they want us to go to law school? Because they want us to be happy. What they're doing is they're assuming that we're going to be happy by going to law school. And if our own intuition and experience is the opposite of that, how is that not selfish of them to think that they know what will provide our own internal happiness more than what our intuition has. That's not the case. And it's something that it happens a lot in the society. And it is something that we should be aware of. It also means that we should really be tapping into our intuition because unless we're going to come from that deep, true source and really have an understanding and awareness about what we're doing and why we're doing it, we're not going to be able to communicate to those parents exactly why we're going to do an action that is against what they think will make us happy. Yet if we can understand what our intuition's wisdom has to tell us, we can communicate that to the parents. And even though they're not going to necessarily agree with it, it doesn't mean they're going to like it. At least they're going to know that we have actually thought about this instead of something that we're just reacting to out of kind of the antithesis of what they want for us. This is something that when I speak to colleges, I speak a lot about to students in school because I, at their age, chose to start my business full-time right out of school and to do this work eventually 10 years later. I got to the point of doing everything that I want to do you know, with you right now as I speak to you here in this podcast in Amsterdam. But I can just say that those students often are just going through the motions of what their parents have told them to do, which is often because, like I said, it's mother to child and child to the next child. It's generation to generation. We've all been doing things for other people and we've all been ignoring in large part, but not totally our intuitions. And so when these kids are in these situations, basically I see them often as the precursor to the people when I was business coaching 10 years later down their line, they'll be going to some business coach to find out how to transfer out of whatever they've been doing for the last 10 years that is not actually aligned with their intuition into what they truly want to do. So I know parents want the best for their children and they think that they know what will be best for them. But I would actually argue that teaching the children to actually tap into their own 
own inner wisdom is the most powerful gift they could give their children. Instead of assuming that their own desires, which let's face it, may be motivated in part by ego and fear, would have any inkling of what will be better for that child versus that child's own inner guidance. The thing is, we don't trust that child to know what's right for them because we haven't taught them to listen to their insides. So this is a huge tangent. By the way, none of this is in my notes. This is not planned to be something I discussed, but hopefully it's powerful and helpful for anyone who is kind of maybe in that position where either they are pushing back on what their parents have placed upon them in the recent or distant past, or it's something that maybe you're thinking about with your own children going into college or eventually going to. If I could just ask you to do anything, thinking about myself as that kid that was sitting in that school, miserable in business school, getting through the motions, if you will, but really knowing this wasn't the right fit for me and doing it anyways, please find it within yourself to tap into your own intuition so that you can show the children the way to do it themselves. Please help give them the gift of their own inner guidance and then have faith that their own guidance when it's truly tapped into will bring them to the best outcomes for them. It may not look like what we want for them. It may not be our values, but we have to help them discover and uncover their own values. And sometimes it's helpful to think about in our own lives where we've been pushed upon and we've been pushed into someone else's value set and seeing that misery that comes from our own internal struggle with that in order for us to be able to want to give our children a different experience. So hopefully, if you can relate to that in any way, the feeling that someone really wants something for you, but why do they want it? They say they want it because they think it'll make you happy, but usually it's their value set that would provide them meaning or them fulfillment. And often if it's against your own, it's a really horrible, crappy situation to be in. And if we can then recognize that and then start to tap into our intuition and follow it first and foremost for ourselves, then give that gift to the next generation to come to let them make their own choices with their own values and to have the greater awareness, again, to find our own approval and love from within rather than trying to seek our love and approval from the children or from other people's perceptions of what our children are going to do. That's where all of this starts to really click. Okay, that was a huge tangent. And again, I hope that some of that is relevant to you and your lives or something that if you know someone else that might be struggling with it, maybe they can take this message to heart as well. But now let's move on to part two here. So as I was just kind of saying, overall though, when it comes to our guidance, whether we're listening inward or we're looking outward, it's coming from this source of approval and love that we're seeking. Which source, inside or outside, are we going into? Now, here's how it's been showing up in my own life. I just kind of went into the school or careers tangent, but in my own life, this has been coming into my life through relationships. So here's the thing. You guys know that I've been listening to my intuition and I am truly positive about the power of it in my life. And I'm really doing it. So what's still missing though, I've been realizing is this loving and approving of myself. That piece of it, which I said is where most people need to start in order to even ask their intuition. I'm kind of the opposite. I already get it. I know the intuition's guidance is right for me, but sometimes truly loving and approving of myself is hard because every time I write to my intuition about a dating situation, this is to get really real and vulnerable with you guys, that might be causing frustration for me. It always tells me some variation in my letters about the love that I'm seeking is the love within myself. So as I'm writing about this relationship or that situation or whatever the dating thing may be, the intuition's often telling me the love I'm seeking is within myself. 
And I'm always kind of confused about what to do about that. What do I do about the fact that the love is within myself? I'm obviously seeking the love outside of myself in this relationship that I'm writing about at that moment or that dating scenario. And I know that it's saying the love is within myself, but I'm like, what do I do? Do I go get a massage? Do I get myself a cupcake? Like (laughs) what, what do I do? Obviously I'm not feeling that love. How can I tap into that within myself? So before I go into what I've discovered so far that has helped, that's in part three, let me talk about the repercussions of when I haven't had that love and approval within myself. It sucks. I can tell you this because in the last week I have struggled with this a lot and also just throughout this whole summer at different points in different varying levels, it's come up as well. It sucks. I feel empty and I think about how much better it would be if my life had this partner to share in this amazing experience with. I mean, seriously, solo traveling the world is fun in many ways, but the lack of community, home, and partner begins to feel unbearable whenever I'm not in alignment with my intuition's guidance, which means is basically whenever I'm not seeking that love and approval from within myself, and I'm specifically focused on trying to find a partner to essentially get the love and approval of that partner. Now, I know that sharing this experience with someone as a partner will be awesome. Maybe we'll travel the world together, or maybe I will go to wherever they are, or maybe I'll find a home and then I'll meet them in that city that I'm then at. I have no idea how this is going to play out. Let's be real. But I can say that there is this desire that my ego gets frustrated with every now and then, and it came up this week with a few different situations where it's like, God, I just really would love to have a partner to share this life with. I don't even care if I'm staying in one place or if I'm going to keep traveling. I just would like to know who I'm going to spend this experience with besides myself. So I've been feeling pretty crappy because of this, because right now I don't have anything that's turning out that way. And I don't know who I'm going to share my life with. I know my intuition has made it very clear that I am not yet to settle down and that my partner is on the way. It will not tell me where that place or partner will be or when that will happen. It's just telling me what I need to be calm and peaceful in the present moment, which is that all is going absolutely always and yes in my favor. I'm exactly where I need to be and I need to keep going to places I haven't been before. So that's kind of this vague direction that I have for my intuition and I've been feeling crappy because my ego is sitting here having this hissy fit about when am I going to know about this partner? When am I going to know where I'm going to be? Even I don't even care about a place. If I had a person to share this with, that would make it quote unquote all the better. Because again, what I've been doing is shifting my focus from the internal love and approval to the external. I want to come from a partner. So I want to have it right now. And so this week, my ego is doing a few of the things. Here's a few of the things that my ego was doing this week. It was tired of going off to new places and packing everything up all over again. It was tired of meeting new people that I think might be my partner only to discover that they're not. And it was tired of not knowing how this is all going to end. It loves the feeling of hitting it off with someone great and that my ego often will kind of think, oh, maybe this is the partner that I've been looking for. And it really sucks when it doesn't work out. So as I've dated, my ego will revel in this idea of getting that love and approval from someone else. And then when it doesn't work out, I feel depleted and exhausted. Meanwhile, my intuition will just tell me that same thing. Seek the love within myself. So I've been kind of stuck with this. And even once I got so frustrated, I asked the intuition if there is a one or the one. Now, I haven't actually ever thought there is just one human on the planet, but I did kind of think, could there be one partner in your life you could be with the rest of your life? And here's what my intuition said. It said, yes, I am the one I am seeking a lifelong relationship with. 
which is so true. We aren't guaranteed that anyone in our lives is going to stay there forever. Or even if we do stay married forever, that our partners won't die after we do. There's no guarantee. The only person we're in a lifelong relationship with is ourselves. And of course, this all makes sense that we need to have the love within. But when you're in this trap, for me, it's looking for a partner. But for other people, it might be looking for the approval of their parents or partners in different aspects of their lives. It brings us to this feeling that we need to find this natural love and approval within ourselves in order to feel great because looking outside of ourselves means we're really looking for other people to keep us in our alignment. And when I can say, by the way, to my whole thing about complaining about this trip and feeling very lonely and isolating in the lack of community and, well, consistent community, I should say, and familiarity and partner, I can say that when I'm in alignment, when I am doing really well and I'm aligned with my intuition, I feel great. This adventure feels great. All is well. But when I find this potential partner that pops up into my life because I'm feeling so great and aligned and there seems to be real chemistry or potential, my ego starts immediately, sometimes doing backflips and feeds off that love and approval of that person and then tries to come up with something, you know, to make sure that this will happen. And then after it doesn't happen, my ego's wrecked for a few days or even a few weeks. It's honestly happened a few times now so I can start to see the cycle of this, to be honest. And my intuition is always, like I said, calmly and simply saying, the love you are seeking is the love within yourself. So besides the fact of just giving it a lot of time, I can get back into alignment and I can find that peace and approval and love within myself after a really long time period of just kind of going through, I don't even know what I'm doing, rehashing and hashing and hashing all of that stress. Eventually the stress will fade, but I'd like to find a way that I can do it more quickly and more deliberately perhaps even more consciously with more awareness. So this is where part three comes in. This is what I've been practicing, and I hope that it may be useful for you too. Again, this is some new stuff here on the show we haven't been talking about, and actually, I can think of very few Lively Show episodes even where we've gone into this, because I think a lot of society has been very stuck in the rational side of the world and kind of has been poo-pooing this idea, but I've been really, because of what you'll find out, been kind of left with this as my last alternative, my last option, and it's actually proving to be pretty useful. So let me go into it. First, the good news before I get into it, though, is that you don't have to already have a strong connection to your intuition in order to start this process. So like I said, I've already know what the intuition is going to tell me. I'm just trying to stay in that approval and love and alignment within it so that I am peaceful as I follow it. But even if you're not even ready to ask the intuition yet because you're still so externally focused on others in your lives and getting their love and approval, this will still work for you. And then over time, what you're going to do is add step two, which will be then asking your intuition for guidance. So far, the thing that I have found which directly addresses this idea of how to be deliberate and conscious about getting love and approval within ourselves beyond using the loving kindness meditation that Buddhism teaches is affirmations. 
And to be honest, I've never focused on affirmations. I thought they seemed a bit too woo-woo or airy-fairy. And that's saying something from someone who likes to think of myself as happily falling anywhere someone wants to be between super rational to super woo-woo. I always, when it comes to spirituality and stuff, when it comes to religion or spirituality, I love it all. I see it as a huge, wonderful buffet. And I take all of the practices that align and resonate for me and weave them together. That's something that I have been big on since I was in college. And I will say for some reason, affirmations always seem to be a little bit too out there for me. And for that reason, I haven't really explored them. I also thought they wouldn't be very effective. I mean, how effective could they be? So let's go into what they are for anyone that's wondering. And also I'll explain how I got to this place of looking at affirmations for the first time as well. I've been studying the work of Louise Hay over the past few weeks. Initially, I did find her work because I have been having, as I kind of have mentioned here and there, some cystic acne that has come up as my hormones are starting to heal. And it's wonderful that my hormones are starting to heal, but it sucks to have cystic acne. I mean, the migraines I had and other weird things that have come up because of the hormones naturally rebalancing have been fine to deal with in part because people can't see them. But cystic acne is all over my face. It is something as a 31-year-old single person that's ego is so destined and so, you know, trying to get a partner at all costs, cystic acne really sucks. And as you guys know, I've been eating better and trying to do anything that can help there. I've been taking supplements and vitamins, as many as possible, and testing tons of different natural products on my face. You should see how many face washes and oils I have tried over the last month. But after all those options, I'm doing everything I can there. And I know I don't wanna go back to traditional medicine because I have proven after 31 years, I can get my first period naturally when the doctor said that medication was my only option. So I don't wanna go back to traditional medicine. I know I'm on the path, but I'm not yet where I truly want to be, which will be with clear skin too. So I'm trying to do anything I can to make it happen and heal faster. And this is where Louise Hay came in. So as I was researching tons of options, one of the things that came up was the book, You Can Heal Your Life, which Louise wrote. In the book, Louise stresses, loving and approving of yourself is at the core of healing from many physical and emotional pains, which I know sounds kind of crazy for those that are super rational out there. Some people that are on the woo-woo scale at the pretty far end, you might be like, yes, amen, totally. And I know my audience here, half the people are probably thinking that sounds crazy, Jess. The other people maybe are kind of curious and on the fence. And then there are people that are going to have amazing stories to share how their affirmations have healed their life. So I know we've got a huge mix here. And that's one of the things I love about this. I love how open everyone is to so many different ways of living. But here's the thing. I do realize that for especially the super rational people, the idea that approving and loving yourself can be at the core of healing for physical and emotional pain may sound crazy. But if you think about it, many people are coming to the belief that having a lot of stress or negativity in life could contribute to sickness. So wouldn't it kind of feel obvious that the opposite of those things and perhaps loving and approving being a part of that might help alleviate or remove much internal suffering or stress and negativity. So just something to think there. I'm not trying to stress this point that you know everyone with cystic acne should start thinking this way or with other ailments as well. But like I said, I just kind of feel like the last thing I could change after my diet and the supplements and the face stuff, really it just came down to my thinking is the only thing I had left to focus on beyond traditional methods of medication. 
So the point isn't whether or not they work or not on health issues. The point is it did get me to try out affirmations. And when it comes to affirmations, for those who are maybe new to this, the dictionary says an affirmation is something declared to be true, which means they're basically just thoughts you think over and over again. So any thought you think a lot is an affirmation. Often we always hear about this stuff that Louise, because she's been around for so long, has talked about, and I think there's actually a lot of power to it, but the truth is it's even bigger than that. It's not just the stuff you're deliberately thinking, it's anything you've been thinking. So for example, you could have some affirmations like, I don't have enough money to do the things I want to do, or I can't wait to lose those last five pounds, or I can't wait until my toddler gets out of this unbearable stage, or I'm not cute enough to attract the partner I really want. These are all technically affirmations if you think them over and over again. And you can obviously think about positive affirmations too. For example, you could say, I love and approve of you, Jess. This has been the affirmation I've been going back to more than any because as I said, Louise mentioned that at the core of this whole idea with health is that love and approval from within ourselves is what we're most seeking, but it also has been this interesting connection and tie into what my intuition's been telling me in my letters for the last several months about seeking the love within myself. So as I said, the simple statement is, I love and approve of you, Jess or just, I love and approve of you, Jess. Now I'm using the word Jess there because that's my name, but I have to say, when you just say, I love and approve of myself, it doesn't seem to me at least to have the same great kind of gravity and connection. So if you're gonna try this, I love and approve of you, insert your name. I love and approve of you, Jess. I love and approve of you, Mary. Whatever your name is, say it as you'd say love and approval. I find that it connects a lot deeper than just saying the word myself, which feels, even though it's saying myself, it feels more impersonal. And it kind of feels like you're hearing it. And in a way, I'm kind of thinking of it as taking my conscious awareness and aligning it with what my intuition's been saying all along. So it's not about trying to trick my ego into believing it, but just trying to reconnect my consciousness with what is aligned in the feeling within me. Now that sounds maybe crazy, but here's the idea. By doing this, we're going to hopefully see changes in real life. Now, the people, like Louise has said in her, whenever you listen to Louise talk about it, she says that many people trying this will do it for a small period of time, and if they don't see immediate results, they just say it doesn't work and they stop doing it. So you really have to consider how long have we had the negative belief and how often have we been thinking it compared to this new thought? Odds are we're probably thinking whatever is stressing us out like hundreds of times a day, if not thousands. I believe someone on the show once said there's about 60,000 thoughts we have a day. So if we're thinking about, if you think about like the percentage of your mind space that's going towards something that's frustrating you in life, maybe it's a partner or a career or something like that, or a lack of partner, like in my case, we're probably thinking tens of thousands of thoughts about it if it's something that's really weighing on us heavily. So if we're gonna use these affirmations these little thoughts, these positive new thoughts, then we're going to have to repeat them thousands of times to really get any of the same results because what we're trying to do is retrain our brain and rewire our, Louise would say our subconscious, to think about these new thoughts and then to get them ingrained in us so that they become true for us. So basically the big point of the story is she says you have to give this at least a month and you have to be doing it at least two to 300 times, which sounds crazy, I know, 
But if you just get used to saying it over and over again, it gets easier to keep saying over and over again. It does get easier as you just get used to doing it more. It's kind of like a habit. Literally, you're building a new muscle. So I've been doing this for about the last two and a half weeks, and I can say that repeating the statement, I love and approve of you, Jess, over and over again, does make a difference. If and when I've been doing this, I've been noticing two things happening. One is that I'm not thinking about some dating situation not working out or the fact that my ego is frustrated by being single and traveling. So just even thinking about these positive thoughts is giving your brain something else to think about than the crappy thing that you were thinking before. So just even at that level, it feels better because you're filling your brain with something that isn't the opposite of what you want. And also I've noticed that as I do this, and this has become, you know, in the last probably half a week. So this has been about two weeks of doing it. And now I'm really starting to notice that as I do repeat this over and over again, I'm feeling more connection to my body. I know that sounds crazy, but when I'm really in the ego shame spiral or whatever my ego is freaking out about, I can tell you, I don't feel very connected to my body. I feel very up in my head. And as I say this over and over again, I feel like I'm really starting to inhabit my body again and the present moment becomes clearer and more in focus. And I feel like I come back more into what I can only describe as my personal power. Also, just as a theory here, it may also kind of be like one of those examples of those exercises when people say, look around the room and find all of the red things. So you search for all the red things and you close your eyes and you think about the red things in your brain, you know, and then they ask you as your eyes are closed, what were the blue things in the room? And you can't really think about the blue things because you've just been sitting there selectively sifting for all of the red things. Well, even if we're at that level, looking at our reality from this lens, it is at least selectively sifting towards the positive that we want more than the negative, which is ultimately our choice to choose to focus on whatever we want to in life. And we can focus on the blue things all day long if we want, but if those blue things are causing us stress and there are red things in our lives that could cause us joy and love and approval, why would we not choose to use the power of focus to focus on the good if we have the power to focus on the bad as well? So here's the whole thing. By the way, I'm not you know, saying that the objective things like if there's a car barreling toward us, we should say this affirmation that says the car barreling towards me does not have the power to seriously hurt me if I get hit. I'm not saying that we should say things that are going to put us into peril, but things that are subjective, like love and approval, those things, we have a choice to think about positive thoughts about that. We have a choice about where we're looking to seek or value love and approval in the first place. So it doesn't mean we can we have to like avoid other people's love and approval. I just think that we don't want to seek it to be our core deriving sense of joy. Because like I said, we're going to go to their guidance, which may not be aligned with our intuition. And that's what we really want to do is get to our intuition and stay in alignment with it, which is where love and approval comes in. And like I said, this is getting easier and I'm finding it is the single biggest thing I can do to distract myself from my ego's drama or pity party when it comes to the cystic acne or the dating situations. It's literally helping me fill up from within. It's hard to explain, but there are times where I do it and I literally feel 
thinking these thoughts, as I'm doing it over and over again, it's like breathing air into a balloon. If you ever blown up a balloon, maybe a kid's balloon, and you breathe it in, you feel that balloon begin to inflate. I literally, as I can do this now, after about two weeks of it, I can literally feel my chest inflate, my shoulders relax and roll back down my back, and I feel a sense of calm and peacefulness from within. But please know, this is not to be confused with an inflated sense of self. I'm not puffed up here thinking that I'm better than anyone else. This is not about being conceited. It's not about anyone else in general. This is all about just looking within you. Your ego is the thing that compares yourself to someone else. Your intuition has no interest in doing that whatsoever. It knows we're all connected. So this isn't about saying we're conceited by being filled with from within. It just means that you can enjoy your life without relying on the approval of others, which ironically can then in turn uplift and inspire others to seek that same source of grounded well-being within themselves. In fact, if you think about it, are those peacefully self-contained people the ones that we're most drawn to in our lives? I know when I find those people out there that are that peacefully self-contained source, that is so inspiring to me. It's attractive to me. It's someone I want to be around more because simply I think it's because they're not waiting for me to approve of them. They have approval of themselves and they don't really care whether I like them or not. Or even if I didn't like them, they wouldn't care. And you know what? There's a part of me that can respect that because that's obviously what I'm lacking so much whenever I'm seeking the approval of someone else in my life. And also, here's a big, big, big asterisk. As I say, I love and approve of Jess. I love and approve of you, Jess. I am not basing this mantra or affirmation on any of my actions. And I really, really want for everyone that's stuck on the doing level of success, which is a lot of people out there, I don't want us to get stuck with inflating our self-worth from our deeds. We are not proving or achieving our way to this place of filled from withinness. We are doing it repetitively without basis on any external factor or action in life. Because then if we're looking for those external validations, we're still looking outside of ourselves or looking to prove something through action that needs to be inherently based on something within us. It's deeper than any action we could ever take at any single point in time. In addition to doing these mantras and affirmations, I've allowed myself to feel the emotions that have come up based on these dating situations as well. I'm not pushing those aside. So I let them roll through me regarding those dating scenarios and the transitory nature of my life at that moment. I'm letting the fact that I don't know where I'm going to live or that these potential partners aren't working out. I'm letting those emotions come through me so I'm not stuffing them down, but then I'm also making sure that I keep repeating back to these mantras rather than just rehashing and rehashing, rehashing all the thoughts that my ego has around these things. I come back into myself and I regain my personal power. And like I said, this is actually getting faster for me to do as I'm getting better at retraining my brain to focus on something that's positive and more aligned with what I want. And ultimately, as I get more aligned with what I want, which is love and approval and getting it from someone I can get it from no matter what, which is myself, then I'm able to then listen to my intuition. And as it tells me to keep going and have faith that the partner will show up, that everything feels much better than when it does suck as I'm thinking about the fact that it's not here yet. So of course, what this mean for you guys is the same. Whatever you're thinking about, whether it's your relationships, your career, your family, whatever's coming up for you. 
please consider trying these affirmations. Give them a try. Maybe you're going to do this right away and you're like, amen, Jess, I'm going to do this right now. I'm going to go buy the book or start Googling Louise A and finding out about affirmations. Or maybe you're just going to wait until you have a situation come up in your life where you feel like I did with the cystic acne, that you literally have nowhere else to turn to but changing your thoughts. You can wait until that point. I know it took me to get there in order to get to these affirmations. Or maybe you can be a little bit quicker about it because you have someone like me sharing this, or maybe it's just more interesting and you have less resistance to it. But I can say as much as I had some initial resistance or skepticism, I like that feeling of that balloon inflating. I don't really realize how deflated a balloon I feel when I'm sitting there focused on the external love and approval from someone else. But when I feel that internal filling up from within and my shoulders roll back and I just feel more grounded in my body, that feeling starting to feel really good. And that feels exciting because what I really want and what I think I'm gonna get from this other person or partner or place that I'm gonna eventually know I'm gonna be at is that filled up from within this. So I'm still sitting here totally without the answers and feeling filled up from within. And that's what we really want. We don't really need the partner. We don't really need the place. We don't really need the job. We want that filled up from withinness. And maybe affirmations are a way to help us get there more deliberately than just going through, you know, going around and around the mountain for several weeks or months or years. Maybe there's a way we can more deliberately and consciously start to choose to tap into that deeper place that, like I said, at least my intuition's been telling me to look within yourself. The relationship, the love you're looking for is within yourself. That love is within you and it's also within me. It's within us all. So maybe we can start to do that. And then, like I said earlier in my random tangent, maybe we can start to help other people love and approve of themselves, like the children example, and then help them tap into their own guidance so that we're all self-reliant in that we're all reliant on ourselves for love, approval, and guidance. And it doesn't mean they're gonna go against someone else and that we're gonna do things that are evil towards someone else. And at the same time, we're not going to assume that we are being selfish. If someone else, because of their ego, wants us to do something and we make them upset, we have to recognize they are in control of their own internal alignment. And if they're looking to us to have their internal alignment, that is on them. That is their issue. The people that I'm dating, for example, as I'm getting upset, it's not up to them for them to hold mean internal alignment. It's up to them to listen to their intuition too. This goes both ways. It does for everyone. And often if you're worried about you know, people you care about and hurting them, don't. Your intuition is not going to take you into a place that's going to necessarily do anything against your own deepest values. So if you love and care for your family, you're going to do things that love and care for your family. But it doesn't mean that your family may not have a hissy fit if they have some ego connection to something that they want you to do for whatever reason they are aligned externally about it. So those are my thoughts for you. I don't know every scenario that this could play out into, and maybe this doesn't apply to you, but I would like you to consider whether or not this could possibly apply in a way that may be beneficial for you. I know it's something that's just, like I said, very new in my life and evolving as I go, but right now this affirmations thing so far has been the most useful tool to consciously and deliberately start to try to tap into that internal alignment and love for myself and that approval. 
And what does that role of approval play in our lives? I think this is something that may pop up in the future as I learn more about that concept. It's not something I normally think about, but I think it's an interesting key that the Louise always adds that approval goes with the love. So that's something to think about too. In terms of this show, I would love to hear how this connects to you. Please on Instagram or in the comments or on Twitter or wherever you are, please share your thoughts on this. I would love to hear if this relates to you as well, or if you've had some positive affirmation stories to tell, please do. And for any skeptics out there, I totally hear you. And I think, especially if you're skeptical at the start, the amount of time you would need to do it in order to see a benefit from it may be more than you will actually have the patience to give it. But I'm giving it a try. I'm two and a half weeks in, I'm going to keep going. And like I said, I hope this will help. I got the cystic acne and I also hope it will help me to stay in alignment with what my intuition knows it wants for me. It knows, I know it wants the best for me. I'm not even questioning that, but I do want the peace that comes every step of the way. And that I think is where I need to start looking inside rather than outside. So there you have it, guys. I hope this helps you. And When it comes to where I'll be over the next week, I'm here in Amsterdam until Sunday, and then I'm back in London for about four or five days, and then I head back to the U.S. for a period. So until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today. 